0: Megatron yeah, gives
1: some mega dick today in this episode. Everybody mega dick, <laughs> dick tonight.
0: Everybody mega dick tonight. Everybody mega dick. Everybody mega dick. Yes, <laughs> yes. How does my dick taste in your mouth, Prime?
1: <laughs> I don't even have a mouth, Megatron.
0: Wait. How long is? It? I haven't even noticed until now.
1: Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Too much energy. Hooray, your Silverbolt. <laughs> well, I said, oh, these upgrades come with a
0: warranty. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Beast Wars, once and for all. Ah! Uh, Titor, what have you done? I am giving this episode no energon. What yeah. are you,
0: a Quintesson? This is no energon. Fuck it. I I can't.
1: Sigma sh- balls, Gary. <laughs> uh,
0: no. Not that. Septibucks and subscribe to Only Trons because this is another episode of Too Much Energon, your favorite podcast, where two guys that really love Transformers talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. Episode ninety-four. That's right. Ninety four of these motherfuckers. I'm one of your hosts, Neil Cal. And I'm the Siege, the other guy. Mr. Siege. Yes. Last episode of Earthrise.
1: Yeah. Episode six of Earthrise. Earthwise. Uh, (laughs) Earthwise. (laughs) That sounds like the name of... um uh like a type of savings account or something at a bank oh shit yeah
0: like capital savings with when you open up an earthwise account every (laughs) every one penny from every dollar that you (laughs) you invest goes to green energy
1: (laughs) earthwise earthwise yeah you know this is not really relating to anything but uh i was yesterday uh i was at work and um, for months now, they've been playing just god-awful country music. Just just the entire time that I'd worked at this uh, particular grocery store that I've been working at. Mm-hmm, they've mm-hmm. just been playing country music. It's... I It, uh, it was uh, was driving me crazy. A little crazy. bit too much ye for your ha? Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, putting it mildly, a little too much ye.
0: It's like the further north we go, up on the island we live... On uh, <laughs> a little bit more and more. Uh, it, it's like you're actually going south. I was going to say, go.
1: <laughs> I was going to say it's kind of the opposite uh, he, uh, here uh, from the the United States. The more south you go, the more country you get.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> whereas, uh, whereas here on, Van- on Vancouver Island, it appears the more north you go, the more country you get. But anyway... Uh, mercifully, they finally changed the the radio station from uh, the aforementioned country music to uh, a station on Stingray music called uh, C- Classic Rock 2. So you're hearing the 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 kind of things that you would expect on a classic rock station. You're hearing Boston. You're hearing Foreigner. You're AC-DC. hearing the Rolling Stones. You're hearing ACDC. You're hearing uh, Led Zeppelin. All, all, all that kind—Pink Floyd, all the kind of things you would expect—and then last night, a little song called uh, "Black Hole Sun" by Soundgarden (laughs) came on the classic rock station, and I was like, "No, no, it can't be! It can't! I won't! I won't! (laughs) No! I won't accept it!" Uh, Because I remember that song coming out, and I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not ready to. Admit that uh, I am old enough that music that I remember being big hits, in this case '90s songs, because it was followed up by an Alanis Morissette track. I'm uh, I, I'm just I'm not ready to admit that old, or I'm not ready to admit that I'm that old yet. No, no, sir, no, sir, no, Etron,
0: sir. <laughs> no, sir, Etron. No, uh, reminds just... me when I was listening to a classic rock station, like driving, like Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like came on. And um I'm like, dude, dude, too, doing like nothing, like humming it. And I'm giving my buddy a ride uh from work, actually. So I worked graveyards. This is like 8 a.m. Right. And he's like, oh so you're, so, so, you're so. so you're out for a rip. We're going out for a rip. And uh he was like, Oh, really? <laughs> this is a classic rock. And I'm like, Yeah, it is. And that shows the difference between like like, this was years and years ago, right? And yeah, that Gen X, because he's a little bit older than me, and millennial, right? Where I'm all like, haha, yeah, checks out. And he was like, ugh. And now, fast forward, like, six, seven, eight years or whatever, this is happening <laughs> to us. And Yeah, uh,
1: and I mean, it makes sense. Like, I, I, I get it. Cause like, I I remember when I was a teenager in like the late nineties to early two thousands, I remember the classic rock stations were playing like more than a feeling and whatnot. And like that song was actually not at say, like say in like the year 2000, I don't think that song was even as old as black hole sun is compared to now.
0: Yeah, because when did that Boston song come out? Uh, 77,
1: I think? Let's
0: 76.
1: 76. So 76. Let's say the year 2000 for, for argument. So that's what, tw- 24 years. When did yeah. Black Hole Sun come out? Black Hole Sun, 1994, 28 years ago. So Okay. Tech, tech, so so what I'm saying is uh, it <laughs> it makes perfect sense, and I understand it, but I'm just, I, I, I'm not... I'm not ready for it yet. God, you're not ready
0: to go into the uh, you're not ready to answer the calling. I,
1: I'm I'm not ready to uh, to to jump into the uh, jump into a stasis pod and be ejected into orbit quite yet. The uh, the older I don't you even get, know what I meant by that. I...
0: <laughs> Some sort of David Bowie song, surely. Um, <laughs> uh. The older you get, the more Ground things you get nostalgic. control to
1: die, no bot. Yeah, speaking of,
0: <laughs> just a taste. Ground anyway, so, control sorry. to die, no bot. Sorry, you were saying the older. I don't even you get. remember. Oh, the older you get, the more nostalgia you feel, but then the more reminders that things that happened when you were an adult are now like becoming things that other adults are fond of because it happened before they were born yeah and seeing TikToks and being like oh have you guys heard of like this band and like young people like listening to like lincoln park and i'm like oh really <laughs> link <laughs> i mean it's not like like their- when was their last album released Well, I mean, obviously before uh, Chester passed away.
1: Oh, I didn't even realize that it happened.
0: Yeah, um, I'd only briefly mentioned it with you. Uh, I think in a in a laser comb tonight or something like that. But it was a long, long, long battle with uh, depression. Mm. Took him away. Yeah, that's that. that that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, a lot of controversial things were said by other rock stars on Twitter, right? Mm. And uh, let's see the last one. Two thousand sevens It out. Well, this took a, a a dark turn. That took a a dark turn. But yeah, it's just weird seeing on uh like TikTok people being all like, oh, like yeah, you guys need like you think you're like emo or metal or rock or hip hop like fusion? You should check out this band. And I'm like what, what are you talking about? Ha ha ha. And then, no, they must've had an album like after that. Anyways, hybrid theory was like 2000, right? Yeah. 2000 or 2000. Something like that. Something right. Like that. So it's
1: really weird seeing like Gen Z being like, you guys need to check these guys out. I, I was lamenting about the whole Soundgarden and Alanis Morissette thing to the, uh, to the girls who work up front, a couple of the cashier supervisors and they're young, but, but, go they're, but, but, but they're, um, uh, they're in their twenties and, um, one of them was saying they were actually being like quite sympathetic and one of them because I was like I'm just not ready to admit that I'm that old goddammit. it that songs from the night that I remember being hits I'm not ready night, I'm not ready and uh one of the girls was telling me that um she was like I I had a uh a moment recently like talking to uh one of the cashiers she's like uh One of the cashiers who uh, is is, uh, a teenager uh, asked me, like, uh, uh, what year I was born. And she was like, oh, I was born in 19. And she cuts her off right away and is like, you were born in the 1900s? And I'm like, and she's like, holy crap, it made me feel so old. And I'm like, I mean, people, kids who were born in the year 2000 are like 22 now. So, like, are literally in their 20s now, so... i
0: can't remember when it was or who it was i think it was you but i at one point in time i was like oh like people born after 9 11 can vote now and i maybe it was you maybe it was a different friend that i had but they stopped and they were like no they can't oh yeah and they had like a mini kind of like existential (laughs) (laughs) mini existential crisis and they were like wow
1: i mean yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, yeah, 21 years ago now. Long time. Speaking you of a long time. Yeah, you know what didn't happen, uh, 21 years ago? Too much energy on episode 94. That's right. Because this week we're talking about <laughs> War for Cybertron, Earthrise, chapter six. The final. It's the final chapter. Did de deer deer so what a final chapter we got. We got a little bit of space.
0: We got a little bit of all um, oh, power to main shields. <laughs> we got a lot of... Uh, this is very like boarding party sci-fi. Not in a bad way. But this is very... The uh, the most sci fi e. Well, that's not true. All of Transformers is. The, the most sci-fi tropes. There we go. In... Uh in an episode of Transformers, I think. Like cloaking tech, boarding parties. Um, there's a breach in the hall and it sucks someone out. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this there's, there's so many uh sci-fi like tropes in this. And uh, does cog I in
1: think... this episode also like collision course the ship or something?
0: Yes. And there's a so su- I want to talk to you about that when we get there, because I'm there's some Oh man. Cog doesn't do much in most of the show, and then all of a sudden, he's got some feels uh, th- from this me. Is, th-
1: this is his episode to shine. Also, this is I... his episode. God damn, I thought this guy died like three times. It occurred to me, uh, as I was re watch- rewatching this episode earlier, that uh, I really, in sci-fi, I really like sh- shots of ships crashing into orbit.
0: Yeah, like I love it
1: when I love it when it happens, the beginning of uh, the first episode of Beast Wars, it happens uh, at the end of Star Trek Generations. The Enterprise crashes into a planet like I I, I always get like super hyped during uh, action sequences with ships like crashing into a planet.
0: It's um an iconic uh, sci fi moment because it's not usually showing the end of a story, but the beginning of a survival arc. Yeah. And it's something that doesn't happen in nature. Whenever we see something crashing through the atmosphere, it's like one of two things, either a huge thing that's going to like change the environment of the planet and wipe out millions of species, uh, or a smaller meteorite that is going to leave an impact that can open up all sorts of other sci-fi shit, right? The color out of uh, space, uh, you know, aliens, uh Good movie color. Magitech. Uh <laughs> um uh I didn't think it was great, but it had great parts, if that makes sense.
1: It's a movie that uh kind of gives us many different versions many different uh iterations of Nicolas Cage over the years. And
0: that's what I mean is that you get like dad Nick Cage and batshit insane covered in blood. <laughs> Nick, Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, you get
1: serious, like, Oscar-winning dramatic actor Nicolas Cage. People forget. The dude has won, an, has won Oscars before. <laughs> like, Whenever I mention that, people is... are like,
0: for what? And I'm like, what do you mean for
1: leaving Las <laughs> Vegas? And he's been nominated for a couple of other things, too. Um, he was nominated for, um, what's the one where he's an
0: arms dealer? Oh, uh, Lord of War. Was that the nomination? I Maybe some anyways also great movie uh
1: not a lot of people really liked it but i actually liked uh gore verbinski's uh nick uh, nicholas cage and michael kane starring film the weatherman i did yeah i <laughs> I, I really liked uh, it without flaws but
0: <laughs> no <laughs> and i like Wicker Man. but when people are like but that movie was terrible and i'm like i know but like he <laughs> There's this has become a Nick Cage podcast now. Uh,
1: I'm gonna but, I'm gonna go on record and say that I actually kind of dig that second Ghost Rider movie. The first one, first one's terrible because it's. T- be, I agree be, because Cage goes like full like batshit Nick Cage, and the you could tell that the the du- it was directed by a duo, if I recall correctly. It was directed by the two guys who directed Crank. And, like, they leaned into that it. So leans,
0: that, that makes so much sense.
1: <laughs> so they And they lean right into it, too. So they have, like, there will be several shots where the camera is, like, um, just locked on Nicolas Cage as he's, like, running forward toward the camera and it's moving with him. And he's, like, just straight up, like, losing his shit. Like, ah! ah, ah, ah the transformation ah, sequence? Yeah. Nobody
0: could have done that. <laughs> better than nick cage could i know people are like oh terrible casting all of this no because the second movie's made for nick cage yeah so i, it, I agree with you there and it's just fun doesn't he like ride his motorcycle up a building and yeah penance stairs like mafia bosses it, all I, kinds I, rem- of shit.
1: I remember reading a review on uh collider.com of the the first ghost rider movie and they're like ghost rider uh Uh, a figure who has always worked much better as a tattoo than an actual character (laughs) and i'm like (laughs) uh yeah even as someone who used to read Ghost Rider comics as a kid i have a few yeah (sighs) that's fair he's cool looking and that's about it
0: he's cool looking (laughs) right and people forget despite the fact he looks like a villain um it's holy retribution that he's Like dishing out like his uh, ability penance stare. I think that's what it's called, right? Where he reflects all the sins and the malice and the hatred that people have done to others
1: and feel back into that person. What is the name? Fuck, I can't remember because he's possessed by a demon and the demon has a name.
0: Uh, Going in, folks. Journalism for the thing that we're not actually reviewing. (laughs) Uh, The demon possessing. Johnny
1: Blaze, is that his name? Uh, That's the the original Ghost Rider. Yeah. Second one was Danny Ketch. Danny Ketch. Zarathos. Ah, yes, yes. Spirit of
0: Justice. Oh, it's an actual angel. To protect the innocent on Earth. However, he was tricked, captured by demons who brought him down to hell, where he was corrupted and tortured with visions of humanity's depravity. Until he was driven insane. Yeah, that'll do it. His mission to protect the innocent was perverted into a lust to punish the guilty. He then became the demonic entity known as the Spirit of Vengeance rather than the Spirit of Justice. Wow, I actually didn't even know all this. Zarathos I... took possession of Johnny Blaze after Blaze had made the deal with Mephistopheles. He is the source of Johnny's power as ghostwriter during his early career. Johnny christened Zarathos simply as the writer so he's an angel that was perverted from the spirit of justice. It uh when I was reading
1: When I was reading uh uh Ghost Rider comics, uh, it was Danny Ketch who was uh uh being possessed by the spirit of vengeance. Canonically the second. Yeah. Uh there there's another Ghost Rider now. I'm not a fan of that character. It's a character, I think his name is Robbie Reyes. And the reason why I don't like him, Rob the Robbie Reyes uh Ghost Rider, it's strictly because doesn't ride a motorcycle he drives a car and i'm like nah man
0: nah bro come on
1: <laughs> no it a uh, motorcycle or bus. i was
0: waiting for something like deep to come in and you're like "What? Well, you don't get to show off your flaming skull and like whirl your chain ah like it doesn't work when you're in a car now right
1: yeah exactly i agree i'm with yeah. you there i haven't even read it but Uh, I haven't either. I've just, uh, I've seen pictures. The car
0: looks like the supernatural car,
1: but like the hot rod version of
0: it. Oh, his car transforms. Of course it does.
1: Yeah, 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 it does.
0: Oh, all the vehicles that he rides transform.
1: Even if he's riding a horse. For real? Yeah, the, the horse transforms too. Holy shit. Because there was a, uh, and he actually, the character, version of the character actually appeared in the uh, the 2007 Ghost Rider movie as well. Uh, the... Oh, right. Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, cowboy Ghost Rider.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I recall now. Oh, I'm knocking over all my shit. That's actually kind of badass. Wait, didn't he ride like side by side? Yeah,
1: yeah. At, at the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's badass. And then the movie ended with a uh a pretty actually pretty decent cover of the song "Ghost Riders in the Sky."
0: Mm, it's all coming back to me now.
1: Hell yeah! I I I'm sorry to remind you of such a terrible movie, and sorry to the uh, to the listeners for this bizarre tangent we've gone on. All right, so but but there there we go. We we
0: we also do you know we used to do comics. We're gonna do it again. It's just um. They were.
1: Yeah.
0: They varied in <laughs> in quality. Let's just yeah, say there's,
1: there's still some Beast Wars uh, comics left. The series has ended now. It ended with issue 17, I think, and we're only uh, up to issue Ten. 10, I think. So, but I actually had some uh, some thoughts about that that I'll talk to you about off air. So, listeners, Sweet. S- stay tuned. Uh, anyway, what happens in this episode? So the we're in space, w- dog. We're we're in space. <laughs> space is a place, but this is not the final frontier.
0: Um, nope. Not really any spoilers because you can look down and see North America in the <laughs> in, <laughs> on the planet. Um, so we're not going to be nebulous uh, uh, about that, like we were with like season one of uh, Beast Wars. Um, this is this is planet Energon.
1: We, yeah. <laughs> we are we have emerged from the dead universe uh, from from dead space. If you will, we've uh, we finally the, the Xbox 360 finally red ringed. And so we, we got no more dead Fine. space. So do you remember when the <laughs> another tension? Do you remember when one <laughs> of the solutions w- for
0: that was to uh, leave it running, but wrap it in towels so that it overheated and that would temporarily make the red ring go away?
1: Weird. No, I don't. remember. Well, actually, no, I, I, I think I remember uh, people talking about that, but I, I never did it myself.
0: I, I, it had something to do with it overheating so much that one of the, um, the points or something like that would almost begin to, to melt. Like one of the points that are on the, I can't remember what it was, but
1: I was lucky in that my 360 never actually red ringed. Same. I got it. Right, right over there.
0: I uh, my, I, I sh- I need to get a new Xbox. I have an Xbox 360 with a Kinect <laughs> that I play that I'm gonna that I'm gonna have a workout game like connected to and I'm like what am I doing? This is like what, 15 year old tech now?
1: Yeah. Older? No. Uh, no fif- 2010 I think is when the Kinect came out. But less the, than 15, yeah. But the 360 itself, like that original model came out in 2005. <laughs> We're yeah, talking so- talking nearly 20 year old hardware here.
0: Yeah, so I'm like what am I doing? Like an Xbox 1 is like what? 2 hundred? Uh
1: well, uh, don't go for an Xbox 1 at this point. Get like an Xbox oh, Series S.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well and what is that? 3, 4?
1: Uh th- like 379. I have one. It's a great little machine.
0: And get a new newer connect cuz their newer connect that connect
1: oh, it, it isn't going to work with it, right? It uh, doesn't support connect at all anymore. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, the Xbox One launched with a Kinect 2.0, and when they released the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X, they didn't actually have the port for Kinect, but you could buy an adapter. Or you, you if you had a Kinect, you could uh, give Microsoft your serial number and everything, and they would send you a, an adapter for free in the mail. Oh, actually? Yeah, but then they stopped doing that.
0: Bastards. I'm and now the 10 Xbox is too
1: late. <laughs> the, the the Xbox Series consoles don't even support connect at all. It's it's very much a dead piece of tech. Well, there we go. They've given up on it. Yeah. Oh. Huh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They gave but up why? On it. They They're, gave up on it ages ago.
0: They they've hacked the, the the utility of people using Connects for different Things is so, huh?
1: I think I remember reading a while ago. Uh, Phil Spencer said something about their like user usage data, showed that like most people who had a Kinect hooked up to their Xbox One uh, didn't even use it for anything. How do they even know it's connected? Uh, 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 sharing hardware uh, statistics. Hmm, was there the
0: issue when that all like came out that like it needed? A connect when the Xbox One came out, it needed the connect, and
1: it needed to be online. That it needed to be online was something that they announced, and they backpedaled on yeah. immediately before the yeah. system even came out. But for the first little while, connect needed to be it needed to be plugged into the system for most uh, function for the system to actually function properly. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, but we've
0: ranted lots about. Our uh, gen console war, lem- l- l- we've lamented lots about the, the, the console wars and their missteps and their giant enemy crabs. <laughs> um, right now, um, trope number one, at the beginning of the episode, uh, why aren't any of the systems working, Siege, on tele- on uh, the Ark? The Autobots, oh, by the way, trope number, sorry, trope number one, trope number 0. 0.5, the emergency lights are on, and emergency lights are always red—the <laughs> most evil and dangerous of colors. Hey,
1: it's the easiest so you...
0: light to work under.
1: Hey, it's just so you know that it's a—it's uh, uh, it, a visual cue, so you know that it's uh, that it's bad news bears. on, red lights, something's wrong. Yeah. Right. Uh, and
0: indeed, it's not that there's anything necessarily wrong with the arc. It got what is a. Uh, it's not COG or whoever. Yeah, it is. He's like, Teletran one is using every available resource to decrypt an unbelievable, unfathomable amount of data it received when they left the rift from dead space. Right. So basically get
1: flashes of stuff here and there. And we're not so, really sure what it is yet. So basically like Teletran one is just really busy. So the ship, so they can't do anything. They're like, the Teletron
0: ship. 1, you need to get the thrusters online like now. And Teletron 1's like,
1: hey, leave me alone. I'm busy with computer shit. Teletron 1 is all like, shh. Puts, <laughs> hey, his, uh, head, puts his head back sh- into a book. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> just, just <shit. laughs> like a librarian. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and I think that's silly as fuck. But again, Teletran 1 is an AI in the sense that it has its own intelligence and it can make calls, ignore um, on its own and indeed ignore uh, orders sometimes. Yeah. It, correct? Yeah. It's, it's not just a, like a, a program. It's, it's an AI, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and for whatever reason, it's like, no, fuck you. I'll have you know <laughs> that I'm downloading this two gigabyte file in 1998 Kazaa and there's only two peers sharing it right now I'm using AOL 2.0 hold your horses
1: now get off the phone because I need to connect to the internet
0: (laughs) mom (laughs) it's my turn to play Diablo 2 um (laughs)
1: Uh, But guess what's behind them? Uh, the Nemesis. The Nemesis and uh, the Decepticons end up on the ship, and I can't quite recall how. Okay. <clears throat>
0: so, Prime is like meditating in front of like a window, right? Bumblebee comes up and he's like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, oh, I should have bitch smacked Megatron when I had the chance. I was a fool to think he could have changed. And... um. Oh, what is it? Oh, right. Um, Bumblebee's like, yeah, but like, here's the thing. (sighs) Lamenting about the past doesn't change what you choose, what you want to do now. And the matrix of uh, leadership doesn't stop you from being a hero. Doesn't stop you from following
1: your instincts. Right. And Prime is like, ah, but the matrix is closed off to me. Right, because he's meditating, because he's trying to figure out well, like what's going on and what where the they are. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, he's big,
0: big Gary moment. Uh, the problem is, he's not four twenty blazing it. <laughs> but don't worry, he'll meet a certain more primal uh, <laughs> optimist uh, who will teach him the ways <laughs> yet to come. But I get a, I get ahead of myself. <laughs> and he's like, "Thank you for your," and, and Bumblebee is like, "Eh, eh." And like tries to pass him a dart, and he's like, Thank you for your c- console, <laughs> uh, council, uh, Bumblebee. But I must pass, I need a clear head. I have to, <laughs> I'm, I'm the designated driver. Yeah, I, after I,
1: I, I have to drive later, buddy. <laughs>
0: and, uh, <laughs> and later uh, we find Bumblebee like, How the fuck did I end up driving this thing, Scoop? <laughs> uh, <laughs> because he does. Um and uh Ironhide buzzes in and he's like, it, it, Oh, it's a, it's okay, guys. I drive
1: better when I'm high.
0: I drive better when I'm high. <laughs> no, you only think that when you're high.
1: You only think that because you're high.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and Ironhide's like, Yeah, we uh we got the comms back, uh, but take a looky out that window. <laughs> and the Nemesis is just slowly like menacingly turning towards them. And Prime's right. like, oh fuck. <laughs> And um the dumbest some of the dialogue when I review this with when when the the Neo and the Siege review these episodes, um, I, some, I, I realize that the dialogue is always more dumb the second time I watch it than I, I catch the first time. Yeah. And uh, they shoot a tractor beam on them.
1: Oh, I and
0: I, Bumblebee is like, what what could they possibly be be thinking with by using a
1: tractor beam? i got I got something to bring up with with Whoa. regards to uh to to bumblebee and dumb dialogue in a little bit here, and um, they're
0: like, what could they possibly be doing with their uh their tractor beam? And then the tractor beam pulls both of the ships towards each other, and prime is like, brace for impact. And it's like, well, what else usually a tractor beam pulls you
1: into a bay
0: of some kind.
1: Right, and the, the tractor beam actually wasn't from the Nemesis, right? It was from uh, uh, the Mercenary ship, because uh, uh, This double... one
0: was from the Nemesis at oh, the beginning.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I swear I watched this episode, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah, we, but... he he did. Um, yeah, And uh, Megatron's like, prepare to be boarded, bitches. And then uh, DMX plays in the background. Oh, oh!
1: <laughs> Meg's gonna give it to you. Meg's, Meg's gonna, gonna give, it, give it, to... it to you.
0: And um, for some godly reason, um on all sparkly reason. um, Starscream is like head of the boarding party and he's like, ah, it seems that Prime and his cowards have fled the ship. And I'm like, really, bro?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And uh, someone is like, or this is just a cleverly laid trap. And as soon as we walk onto the bridge, they're going to uh, to to spring one on us.
0: They're going to. And then Bumblebee yells attack as if they're some <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> some fries motherfucker <laughs> and instead of just shooting them they like run and tackle them and i'm like and there's a part where they're all tackled and megatrons just looking at all of his predacons like getting tackled and soundwave's beside him and they're just watching and i i laughed out loud <laughs> at that part they're just like huh i guess it was a trap and they don't do anything they just watch as like bumblebee tussles with uh, Starscream and it... <laughs> and then uh, Megatron sees Prime like in the darkness, clearly leading him into a trap. Yeah. And they run down a dark corridor because they've got unfinished.
1: <sighs> unfinished like... business.
0: Unfinished business. But like it, it's starting to feel uh... Re- there's certain repetitive conversations that are going to be had here. The whole like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me six, seven, or eight times, shame on me. I, I, when we get to that, I'll.
1: Well, the I'll comment the on the, it. the crux of the uh, of these sequences is Optimus and Megatron are br- brawling back and forth. They're brawling back and forth in this. Prime like, gets the gun
0: on corridor. him. Megatron gets the gun on him. Any last words yet?
1: And uh, P- Prime Prime like holds a a, a gun, or Megatron holds a, a a gun to to Prime, and Prime is like, "I forgive you for everything, Megatron." And Megatron is like, "Huh?" And Prime uses the opportunity to like get his gun, and he puts his gun to to Megatron, and Megatron's, Megatron's like,
0: <laughs> "You're a bitch, Prime. We both know you'll never pull
1: the trigger." And Optimus is like, I could end all of your bullshit right here, right now. No more suffering, no more pain, just, I have to do this one horrible thing. But! But! (laughs) I need you to forgive me, Megatron. And Cog shows up and is like, Prime, what the fuck are you doing?
0: Yeah, Cog's there and he's like, homie, you've had like six chances just to shoot him, please. And of course... The, the uh, the trope where you have somebody at gunpoint and something distracts you and uh, usually an ally, yeah. Right? And I, except for the fact that there's a badass part with Cog, it even happened on. in
1: Transformers the movie. Hot Rod does that to Prime. <sighs>
0: <laughs> I hate that trope, man. I forgot about that. Yeah, out
1: of the way, Hot Rod. Yeah, Hot Rod kind of gets Optimus killed in that movie. <laughs>
0: And then becomes Prime? I... Yeah. <laughs> he does, straight up. It's Hot Rod's fault. But Yeah, yeah Pro- it's, Prime the...
1: would have straight up taken out Megatron if Hot Rod hadn't, like, jumped into the way to, like, try oh, and help.
0: The Transformers, the movie version of... He yeah, was yeah. going to shoot Megatron, straight up. He was going to fucking blast his brains out. Yeah. Um, but in this, he's, he, as he's aiming the gun, he's like, before I execute you, i need you to forgive me and megatron's like you serious <laughs> megatron's uh, like fuck you <laughs> no fuck you do it bitch <laughs> i'm here <laughs> kill me <laughs> yeah and cogs like prime what the fuck bro huh and then he gets the gun and there's a tussle and um the wall the the hull is uh is breached yeah yeah and of course just like hot rod who's the one to pay for uh prime sorry in 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 hot rod gets prime shot and killed in this case prime being i'm tired of prime being a bitch like megatron's an evil piece of shit that killed thousands of his own people but like He even says during this he's like I've seen glimpses of all the different futures, and you are responsible for innumerable atrocities. Then kill him! Please! I beg you! Do it! Prime shoot him!
1: (laughs) I I feel like here he
0: was. I don't even hate Megatron at this point. I'm pissed off at Prime. Shoot him!
1: It's can like you tell whole, I'm, I'm triggered like, by this? It's like the whole Batman and the Joker thing.
0: Yes. And it's like every time he gets out he murders people. You can yeah, kill just... one dude to save hundreds of lives, thousands.
1: And I I I feel like Prime was going to do that here, but uh well, he gets interrupted. He absolutely was not. No, I I I think he was. He he was working his way up to it. Meanwhile, back on Cybertron. Anyways, we,
0: Cog gets sucked out of the fucking ship. He gets sucked
1: he he gets sucked out of
0: the ship. Uh Which meanwhile, is weird. why is there an atmosphere on a ship built for robots? I know
1: because that's that's a good point. <laughs> because we we've straight up seen in this very show Prime and Bumblebee just standing, chilling out on the hull, on the hull. Yeah. Like on the outside of the ship. Yeah, they clearly I don't need to breathe. They clearly don't need to breathe. So, so the
0: trope where there's a breach in the hull and then they're getting sucked out and I'm like Okay, I understand they're needing to be an atmosphere to control humidity, or um, certain circuits, or um, um, ventilation systems, or yeah, whatever. Maybe, maybe right? the
1: ship still needs to be pressurized for the sake of like things like artificial gravity and whatnot. Let's let's say that. So so yeah,
0: but um, it's funny they're like getting sucked out, and they throw debris to kind of reduce the effect of like the vacuum and I'm like is that how that works you just toss some like sheet metal (laughs) some some cables and some wire to like kind of like plug it up a bit makes sense though yeah 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 they don't need to breathe they just need to stop getting sucked out yeah I mean uh, goodbye cog and then um something a little bit SA happens my partner pointed out she's like this is kind of like r-wordy and I'm like when i i don't know, passed out
1: s what oh sorry that i'm
0: being i'm using se- like like sexual assault
1: oh okay like
0: a, <laughs> yeah sorry um uh i i'm so used to like twitter and like facebook and stuff and seeing people talk about <laughs> they just use the acronym sa um because when he's passed out he doesn't just kill prime he like well, the episode art, and um if you're watching the video portion, siege's background <laughs> He's oh, okay got a face on.
1: i i i i that okay, was, here we that, go that wasn't the vibe that I got from that scene that wasn't at all. okay, no. okay <laughs> Megatron takes prime out, and uh megatron like i I actually took it as being like something gruesome, like he like pr- just rips the dude's chest open. I took it as something gruesome, and I didn't mean as
0: a form of like. Uh, Myself, this was my partner that was like, "Hey, that's a little bit like that." Um, I viewed it as like an atrocity, almost worse than killing him, because he uh, leaves him alive and he like walks away while he's holding it.
1: Yeah, uh, think of it as him just straight up like performing, like just removing an organ. Like think Uh, think that that's kind of the way that I look at it. There you there you go, as Um, removing an organ.
0: We talked about this way back when we covered Beast Wars when. That Megatron takes out um, Rampage's spark, yeah. Spark and like has a torture device for it. And it's like he's taking the matrix of leadership, which, as far as I knew, was like an exaltation given to a certain uh, transformer that's worthy of it. Yeah. But he takes it from him. And I'm like, oh, right. (laughs) Galvatron with his bling. (laughs) <laughs> you can well, yeah. physically take it.
1: Yeah, yeah, he can take it. He can't really do anything with it, but and indeed in Transformers the movie Galvatron had it on a chain around his neck. Big and,
0: big ass bling.
1: And in uh, uh the follow-up to this series War for Cybertron Kingdom, uh Megatron has it like has like a it strapped to his chest. He's got like this um like uh right sash or something
0: uh miss know. uh Miss mr universe <laughs> 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 i,
1: I yeah. was actually thinking of the the thing that wharf wears in star trek the next generation oh yeah
0: kind of like the almost like a military sash or ammo belts like kind. of yeah
1: yeah so he's he's got them in kingdom he's got the matrix uh strapped to his chest with one of those
0: there was a joke um uh, i don't know if- How uh, Siege is gonna edit this or whatever that we did off air that was all like, "Yes, Prime, I will never forgive you unless you." I can't remember what it was like. Um, what was the joke with the mouth and like the? (laughs) I'm ruining it. it. Was like, oh, what was it? It was like, um, you'll have to suck these nuts, Prime.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't even have a mouth, Megatron. What? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: And at that moment, I was kind of like mind-blowing. I was like, wait, Megatron's got these luscious lips.
1: So so Megatron rips Prime's chest open, and he makes this like giant like smile. (laughs) Fuck, I can't (laughs) handle that
0: and then as as uh, like the matrix like a kid finding a nintendo 64 on christmas morning almost
1: and uh then when the, the what what we find out is the matrix starts glowing into his face he straight up makes like a like an o face <laughs> which, which is the ep- the show art for this episode oh, yeah the <laughs> Fuck.
0: i i laughed at that it, it, it's like uh um it's na- like nintendo 64 kid the, the, the face he, like, makes.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's uh, be the show art. Yeah, and uh, Prime kind of wakes up and he's like, what, because Megatron is now holding the Matrix. He's Megatron,
0: like, what have you done? <laughs> yeah,
1: he's like, what, what are you doing? What and have you t- done to me? Megatron's like, I'll take this, motherfucker. And he's like, what do you want with the oh, Autobot? Ow let's go give it to you <laughs> what do you want with the autobot matrix of leadership and megatron's like you're not the only one who's had vision quests buddy that's right <laughs> <laughs> he flicks a prime's face ah uh. i've seen the the i've seen the future too homie and my future looks a lot better with without you having this also
0: Say goodbye, motherfucker. And he points his arm cannon at him. And then, my man, my homie, the man who's not afraid to shoot a motherfucker in the back two or three times, Ultra Magnus Prime, Bumblebee comes out of nowhere, <laughs> from the top rafters with a baseball bat, and just starts... He's just got that little blaster. Yeah. What are you going to do? And he just starts unloading and... Ah! <laughs> Yelling and and shooting uh, Megatron in the back. And it's Bumblebee's blaster. And as we've seen, it kind of don't do shit. Uh,
1: Before all, uh, actually, before all of this, um, before Bumblebee found where uh, Prime and Megatron were, uh, when stuff's going down.
0: Oh, uh, Double Dealer.
1: I I think, uh, yeah, Double Dealer shows up. uh, Double Dealer and the the Fool's Bounty, I believe, is the name of the mercenary Mercenary ship. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um so uh at one point Arcee is like uh oh um uh, you know their their ship is uh heavily damaged and uh disabled. And Bumblebee says something akin to well, like Prime always says, sometimes a wounded opponent is the most dangerous. I'm paraphrasing, but
0: no, yeah, yeah, no. That's a wounded animal or a wounded opponent is
1: back into the most a corner dangerous. is the
0: most dangerous.
1: And I'm like, when the fuck is Prime ever said when that? The...
0: <laughs> like Prime always says. And I'm like, do you mean
1: that's just a common saying? Yeah, because I've never heard. It was something, it was something that st- uh, stuck out to me because I'm like, Prime has never once said this. Thank you. This I show. forgot
0: about that. I was hoping you'd bring bring that up. I can't recall him ever. <laughs> just own it, Bumblebee. Say it for yourself. Yeah. Well, um, like but I, the Autobot's one well, little like, rassle.
1: Like I read on the back of a bumper sticker once. <laughs> like I read on the back of a bumper
0: sticker once, if at first you don't succeed a wounded animal will gnaw its own like a fiha.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I read on the back of a, a bumper sticker on a big old F350, uh gas grass or ass. Nobody rides free. Guns for Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thoughts of <and> can- prayers. <laughs> Thoughts of prayers. Uh, it's canon on Too Much Energon that um, Rhinox uh, uh, becomes alt-right. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of true, because in Beast Machines.
1: Well, if any if anyone who is listening to episode 94 of Too Much Energon and hasn't listened to a previous yeah, I was gonna episode... going like, to what are you
0: doing with your life?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you starting here? Yeah. Although, to also be fair... Oh, also welcome. To be fair, that's <laughs> that is actually how I usually approach podcasts. I just listen whenever I discover one, I just listen to the latest episode and go from there. Oh, well, there, there you go. I usually do, too, because I find otherwise
0: the topics of conversation are so dated that they're not, I can't I, relate to them, which is why you should listen to us, because we only talk about topics that are like
1: 25 you know, years giant old? enemy
0: crabs they are, are like two whole console generations behind us.
1: <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. On the subject of things like being topical, uh, I'm a big fan. The first podcast I ever listened to back in the day was the Joystick Podcast. I'm a big yeah, fan of it.
0: Yeah, you've mentioned that, yeah. Uh, it's actually where the Good. name
1: Laser Comb comes from. It comes from a bit on on that podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, i tried a few years ago to go back because someone actually like on archive.org actually backed up the entire the entirety of the joystick podcast all like 200 or so episodes i tried to go back and listen to it from episode one and i i i just can't i i couldn't i'm like you're talking you guys are making jokes and talking about video game news from like 2007.
0: And and that's the thing and too, because they're they're more topical than we are, because we're reviewing media, right? But they were right. talking about topical
1: video games and jokes and memes and stuff at the time. Yeah, I was just at E three and I played that uh, bi- a demo for that Bioshock game, and let me tell you, I think that game's gonna be something. It's like it's gonna go some. It's gonna go places. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I'm like, no, I can't. It's... It's weird going back and listening to people talk about things that are upcoming, but they have actually already like years since passed.
0: Right. Whereas we, we only talk about things that are at least a couple decades old.
1: <laughs> I mean, this so, show, this show only, uh, uh, is only from like December, I think it premiered New Year's oh, Eve, uh, War for on, Cybertron. Yeah. Uh, New Year's Eve on 2020. Yeah. We didn't so, start. Uh, we
0: we didn't start thinking that there'd be a lot of new Transformers uh, topics, but boy
1: howdy, here we are. Here we are, born to be kings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking um, so of, there's uh, a B
0: plot. There's so, there's so much happening here. Okay, folks, what's the it, B plot? <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I I keep trying to transition to that. Sorry, let's um, go. Yeah. <laughs> so there there's a thing going on on Cybertron between e- Elita One it It was set up last episode uh Elita One and jetfire and the Autobots um elita one uh Elita One and the Autobots sounds like the name of a band mm-hmm. um so so they grab their 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 guitars and uh microphones and one couple of them grab like bits of the drum kit and they they go and storm Madison square Garden
0: Jetfire has to like carry the amps
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, all they 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 they're too poor. They can't afford roadies at this point, so they just got to. Is not shit alive. Around. No, <laughs> <laughs> they 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 just got to lug their shit around themselves. So they go to Madison Square Garden to play their uh their farewell tour. They don't even have
0: amps. They just have little Bluetooth like uh speakers that they attach to the walls everywhere.
1: Yeah. Um. So. The, uh, the the gist of all of this is Elita One encounters Shockwave who is uh, he's got cloaking technology he's super strong, they start be- fighting
0: They start fighting, she's like geez, why are you so strong?
1: And she looks around and sees like all of the like drained like corpses and all of the, in, and in, in Indeed Square it goes Garden. to the ground and glows that kind of purplish pink color into
0: Shockwave and she's like you're draining the sparks of your own kind of of Decepticons for yourself. Yeah. And he's like, what of it? This is how I survive on the
1: new Cybertron. So much like Tarantula, Shockwave is essentially a transformer cannibal.
0: Cannibal uh, serial killer. Um, Again, I watched this with my partner and she's like, I don't. He's fucking creepy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to like him. He's like manipulative and sneaky and murderous and just seems malicious. Like Actually, all of his plans are the worst plans. All the guidance quote he's given Megatron has been for the worse.
1: Well, and much like Tarantulas and Beast Wars, it seems like Shockwave, like Shockwave definitely has his own agenda. And he's yeah. kind of, he, he's kind of just working for Megatron to further his own agenda, to further his own agenda and meet his own end. His own ends um, um alita one has a a, a bluff here
0: because she's fighting him and she's all like oh quickly tell the guardians to
1: yeah she she radios storm the jet, madison square garden she radios jetfire and tells uh, he's she's like yeah send the guardians in and jetfire's like what <laughs> what are you talking about what are you uh hello who Sh- who are shut you up. shut up and just radio omega supreme damn it fine ra-
0: uh, patch me in directly to omega supreme with a we side need ta- of
1: fries. We we need tacos here, pronto. <laughs> with a with a side of tots,
0: <laughs> and um, for whatever reason, um, Shockwave buys it because when they're fighting, he's like, "Now, quickly, before I kill you, um, call off the Guardians' attack on Madison Square Garden." And she's like, "You believed that?" And I'm like, "Why reveal that that was a bluff?"
1: Well, she. Uh... She kicks him in the head and disables his cloaking device. She's like, oops, I guess I broke your little, uh, uh, your little, uh, Klingon, uh, bird of prey technology there. (laughs) but then he wins anyway.
0: And And
1: indeed in like the next scene, he, his cloak is working again. So, so why'd she, why'd she like shit talk him and reveal that it was a bluff
0: when his cloaking tech just comes back anyway? Um, And he's got some allies, he's got some Decepticons left that he gave cloaking tech to and uh, they get her friends, and they disarm them and uh, they shoot Chromia in cold blood, like right in the chest.
1: I was like, no, Chromia! There's a lot of, no,
0: this person in this episode, but then they end up living a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, Chromia ends up uh, surviving, and I was like, oh good.
0: So what ends up happening here, uh, Cog makes a comeback. Comeback kid. uh, Because they find out the Double Dealer and the the fools... Sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the Double Dealer turns out is being, literally being puppeted by Dezius. Yeah, like Independence Day shit.
0: Like a tentacle's, like, in the back of his head. And his eyes are flashing red and, and blue, and he's being puppeted. And indeed, Bumblebee's like, is he even still alive? And Decius is like, he is alive as long as I allow it. Good actor, voice actress on Decius. Yeah, yeah. And um, what does Decius want here? Just to shoot right, because they um, Star screams like, we had a deal, Double Dealer. My partner's yeah, like, I, you guys it, trusted it's... a dude named Double Dealer? And I'm like, you have to take Transformers with a grain of salt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and... I get the impression that Dezius uh, just really doesn't fucking like Transformers.
0: <laughs> it just wants her yeah, because in, in her shit-talking them, she's all like, um, because you've thwarted my chance at redemption, and because you've put me into eons of, solid, of playing solitary confinement, <laughs> um, this, there will be no mercy, blah, blah. She just hates Transformers. Yeah. She just wants to kill them all. She's just nuts and vengeful. But she has some uh, people on the Fool's Errant uh, working for her. But Cog does a little... He takes them out. And uh, yeah, Cog, Cog's badass. He's not afraid to just shoot a bitch. Unlike someone, Prime.
1: I was Okay, so I was a little confused because it seemed to me like Dezius kind of just gives up and leaves.
0: This is... Okay, so... Dezius is like where is everybody everybody get to the bridge and uh without turning their back they're like oh it's about time now man your station and it's cog and he's like i don't think so now um power down the the weapons and Dezius is like tapping with her tentacles and goes to like do something and cog just shoots one of her tentacles off
1: it makes me wonder though like if she could just what what's the point of puppeteering uh double dealer if she can just fly there's a lot of that in this
0: episode because when she's puppeteering double dealer when she comes out and reveals that it's her the gig's up so i was like what was the what was the point of
1: yeah what what was the for like
0: 30 seconds of deception
1: yeah what was the what's with all the theatrics here because
0: she immediately just started opening up
1: fire so there
0: was no like switcheroo there was no like tricking anyone there yeah good point and indeed after um he shoots desius um desius like turns around and takes one of the oh right there's a shot on um the fool's errand and everything go- here's another sci-fi trope and everything shakes and cog falls on the ground and drops his gun and desius comes over and like stabs through his chest and like yeah. leaves him for dead and just kind of slinks off into the background um now cog sits in the um The captain's chair and it's like very defeated like is like like holding his wound um is like cog to the ark. like call off your weapons i've commandeered the uh what are the mercenary factions ship called again sorry not the ship uh the faction called Uh, just the mercenaries just the mercenaries yeah i've i've commandeered the mercenary ship i repeat like cease your fire and indeed, the Autobots are on the Nemesis. There's a lot of back and forth. The Autobots are on the Nemesis firing at the Fool's Errant. But they're also working together at a point to get the systems back online. There's a, oh, where are the Decepticons? Where'd they go? Who cares? And then when they're at the Autobots are on the, the Nemesis, they're like, okay, let's get back to the ARP. This place is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked that line. Um, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't rig the Nemesis to blow. Or disable its weapons or something right I, what this there's a lot happening folks um there's a, they, there's a
1: lot happening and i'm actually kind of on a deadline so let's yeah, yeah. uh let, let's start power and anyways
0: on unf- i thought cog was being controlled by desius at one point to order them to stop firing but I, I think that's just cog like in his last moments as he's anyways yeah, no no don't kill me please <laughs> and uh the <laughs> regardless of who escapes or who doesn't it seems that dezius might have escaped and cog doesn't because the fool's Errant goes boom and does it boom <laughs> we forget that um what are those big um cores in transformers called like transwarp oh uh transwarp cells transwarp cells um we've seen this a lot in beast wars um but boy howdy it's like bigger than the planet it's it's huge. Well,
1: and, and you uh, got to figure too that these ships are powered by energon, which as we know, highly explosive.
0: And the uh, transwarp uh cells are like an entirely different thing. Like they can go completely nuclear, like many, many times over nuclear. Like can, the the um electromagnetic pulse can be felt throughout an entire planet. Mhm. Right. So it's, it's huge and, um, it blows up and, uh, wouldn't you know it? Guess what falls into, uh, the gravitational pull of planet Energon.
1: Yep. The, um, uh, we get a, I was saying earlier, I like scenes of ships like crashing into orbit. We get, we get to see the episode close out with, uh, the nemesis and the Ark and a bunch of debris like hurling into the planet's atmosphere. And, um, we pan down to the jungle and get a little shot of some like balls of fire sailing across the sky it's and actually kind of it, it, it is kind of cool it it, it it it's actually reminiscent of the beginning of the uh trans- live action transformers movie or no, not the beginning but when the autobots are coming in you see like shots of them oh right like, uh, just fireballs entering the app. I think it's a visual homage to the, that first Michael Bay transformers movie.
0: Good catch. I, I think so. Yeah. But we Um, see, but we see,
1: uh, uh, we we see this from the ground, uh, from the point of view of the ground in a like jungle type setting. And, uh, we see a very realistic realistic velociraptor A very realistic velociraptor, except, and except so the, for his eye. So the the camera like kind of slowly like zooms into his face toward his right eye and he blinks and his eye starts scanning shit around. We it's Dinobot people. We you, if you're here, you know, it's Dinobot.
0: Yeah. And uh, welcome to the jungle plays in the background. <laughs> Uh, or maybe that's the first episode of, of Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, that's oh, the, B- that's the end of the B-plot. <sighs> um, there's a torture scene that doesn't quite happen between Shockwave and Alita 1. Um, oh. And everybody blows up. Like, actually, everybody blows up. And it's nebulous on who survives or not.
1: Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Real quick. Um, so, Shockwave has has uh elita one on a torture cha on a torture table uh with a scalpel with with a scalpel elita one is already like got her lighter out to start like mashing against the (laughs) circle button on the playstation your knuckles
0: all four knuckles get ready for the skin to (laughs) be gone
1: (laughs) there's our metal gear solid she's like no i I can't submit gotta gotta save Uh... meryl gotta save meryl
0: and it's so hot that you're actually like flaking away the circle button with your lighter yeah and you pass <laughs> off to your friend so he can continue to
1: yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so um shockwave has this scalpel to her throat and he looks like he's about to slash her throat and then someone radios him we caught and... the rest of the autobots oh yeah yeah there was this yeah there was kind of a throwaway scene where the, the rest of the Autobots get captured by other Transformers dudes. who yeah. are cloaked. So presumably. Gets shot. Yeah. Presumably they're all cannibal transformers too. Instead of like Okay, so here Shockwave is like he pulls the scalpel away from her throat and is like, I'll be right there. And just leaves her. I'm like And he stabs the scalpel beside her head yeah. into
0: the chair where she's at.
1: And I'm like why didn't you just slit her throat and walk away? Well, because he wants to torture her. So he wasn't just going to slit her throat then before? Good
0: point. I think he was trying to scare her. Ah. Uh. Or something. But um, being resourceful as she is, she turns over and goes, <laughs> and, and bites the scalpel out of the chair and spits it out and like catches it with her one of her shackled hands and then starts sawing. And this is when my partner was like, Isn't a scalpel much scarier to beings made out of flesh? It's not even an Energon scalpel. It's not an Energon scalpel. And I'm like, you're right. Wouldn't a blowtorch be scarier? Because that's just metal on metal. Yeah. That would be like you taking a carrot to my throat. (laughs) Like, fear me. And I'd be like, what are you going to do with that? Or uh, a hot dog there there we go like it's it's a scalpel made out of metal yeah there's a lot of once we start reviewing the episodes we're like wow there's a lot of shit that doesn't make sense in here lot, but the lot, thing is, plot holes galore but the thing show. is remember it's a show meant for humans to watch and humans are afraid of scalpels yeah so i i take it with a grain of salt um so that being said, a lot happened, folks. Sorry if we yada yada everything, but like it's sometimes you 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 got to talk about Nick Cage movies instead. <laughs> uh, but that being said, uh, here on Too Much Energy, we review everything from episodes of War for Cybertron to comics to board games and card games. Um, Siege. Uh, well, actually, the the three tiers are. Um, not enough energon. A sufficient amount of energon, and too much energon. Uh, bad. Okay. Good. Siege. What would you give the ult- the finishing episode of
1: War for Cybertron: Earthrise, episode six? Uh, it gets a big old sufficient amount of energon. Episode was fine. The fact that I was having trouble recalling like what actually happened is not so a good sign. So much happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, we, he did watch this. Like he, I, like he I said, swear. he's like, I
1: swear as I watched this. I, wa- I watched it like maybe an hour or two before we started recording. I watched it right,
0: bu- yeah, right before, an hour or so before we started recording. And I'm like, well, what happens again? Oh, Cog is on the ship, right? Wait, how did the Autobots get onto the... Right, yeah. doesn't this ship fire at this? No, it's the other way around. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> legitimate journalism and um ultimately it doesn't matter because as the viewer we know the ships are gonna crash onto the planet right so everything in between is just uh is just kind of like filler there's a cool cog moment i was going to give this too much energy on, but optimus being a bitch, oh man this is like the seventh time he's had a gun to megatron's head yeah. And it's like, just fucking shoot him. Just Dude, do it. Just do it. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> and it costs Cog his well, Cog's able to stop the the mercenary ship. So there's that, but like it, it costs Cog's life. And it's like, homie, the more you hesitate to kill Megatron, the more chances he'll get he will get to kill you and others. Just Dude, come on. Also, it's shown you shooting other Decepticons.
1: Like, in the middle of a battle, he's just taking them out. And I understand he has a history with Megatron. I was going to say, Megatron was uh, once a very dear And he sees his potential, right? Like, he's
0: like, oh, you were one of the freedom fighters. We, We fought together under Alpha Trion. I understand that, but, like, please, if... I've seen the future and the atrocities you commit he's already committed many both of you have you both suck <laughs> the only difference is one knows he's the villain yeah <laughs> and um yeah it gets a sufficient amount of energy on for me
1: as well so it's unanimous it's it's sufficient <laughs> well, that was uh episode ninety-four of Too Much Energy On. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. For a mere five dollars per month, you get bonus preamble audio, commentary tracks, news shows, and the ability to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on our other podcast, the Lasercomb Podcast. So go and check that out patreoncom lasercomb. Follow the show on Twitter at TooMuchEnergon, or you could follow me at LaserComb. Cal, you are at, and I am at NeoCal on Twitter. N.E.O. underscore K.A.L. We'll be back next week with episode 95 of Too Much Energon, where we're going to be talking about War for Cybertron: Kingdom, Chapter One. We're going back to Planet Energon, folks. Woo! Finally. It's going to be
0: nothing but too much Energon ratings from here on out.
1: Yeah, we'll 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 go with that. <laughs> yeah. I actually have no idea. We'll 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 see. I... Yeah, we'll see. And uh, yeah, so keep an eye out for that next week. And until then, I've been one of your hosts, The Siege, and I'm Neo Cal. And until next time.
0: I need you to forgive me.
1: I don't even have a mouth, Megatron. What? (laughs) (laughs) Till
0: all are one, bitch.